Welcome to the Learning Outside the Lines podcast. I'm Ann Ryan, your host, homeschool mom of four, and passionate about education and helping our children learn best. Welcome everyone to another episode. I hope you're having a great week and I hope you are enjoying the weather, whatever it may be in your area of the world. And this time of year, when some climates are very cold, some are rainy, some are snowy, this time of year can be a little bit of a struggle for people. We kind of get cabin fever in some cases, or we might just start to get a little bored with what we're doing. The kids start to get a little bit restless. Kind of this February, March timeframe can be a little bit challenging sometimes. So today I want to talk about a topic that might help out with that as well as a topic that might be year-round for some people, and they're just more interested in it. So let's talk about interest-led learning. Now, this can go by a variety of names. It can be delight-directed learning, child-led learning, unit studies, kind of call it whatever you want. But basically, in a nutshell, interest-led learning is when you're following a child's interest. You are deep diving into whatever they might be interested in. Let's say they are interested in sharks and you are diving deep into that topic. You're getting tons of books, fiction and nonfiction from the library. You're perhaps going to an aquarium or some other aquatic kind of facility. You're watching videos, perhaps taking a class or talking to someone that's an expert in the topic. It can be a variety of things that lead you to get more information. Now, a lot of times this is going to be parent driven if it's a younger child up to maybe age 10 ish, maybe 12, depending on the child, of course. So it's a lot of parent involvement because the parent is the one that is helping your child find a lot of the resources that is needed. Now, that doesn't mean the child's not doing a lot of work because I really do encourage the parents to get your child in the right section of the library, help them use the uh, search function in the card catalog on the computer, and find what they need. So let them search out topic or books on the correct topic. Let them look for perhaps classes in your area or classes on out school or other online opportunities, perhaps looking up YouTube videos or Netflix or Amazon, whatever the case may be. Definitely encourage your children, even as young as you know, preschool, they can still help do some of this research. And you're obviously asking them a lot of questions in this process. You are talking about what they want to learn, what they want to get out of it. And sometimes they're going to say, I don't know. They just want to know more about sharks. And that's okay. But you're still going to use their interest to have discussions about what information they want to gain. And as you're going through that process, they will start to think a little bit differently and they'll ask different questions or they'll start to, their thought process may change a little bit. No matter what age you're working with, it's going to look a little bit different for each child and you're going to do more work for some ages and less work, obviously, for older ages. One of the things I want to caution on with interest-led learning 
is that I know a lot of us, especially when we start out homeschooling, and we do research and we read blogs and we see some of these amazing stories about kids that are engaging in interest-led learning and they find their passion, they deep dive into these passions, and they end up doing this for life. Like they knew when they were age eight that they wanted to be an archaeologist and they pursued that passion and they carried on through high school and college and they became an archaeologist and it's an incredible story. And it is. It absolutely is. And it's wonderful. And I love reading those stories. But I think in general, that's the exception rather than the rule. And we have kids that are prodigies or an extreme aptitude for a certain interest or a skill, such as perhaps music or dance, things like that. And we all aspire that our children are going to be that kind of child that finds their passion, that finds their interest, and carry on with that. And I love that idea. But again, I think that's the exception rather than the rule. And I think we just need to back off from that idea and don't get frustrated when our kids jump from interest to interest over the course of years and we think, oh my gosh, they're so scattered. They don't have any long-term interests. That's okay. It's okay. They are exploring all kinds of things and you never know which of those interests are planting a seed. Planting a seed for them to think about and marinate on and you never know what little bits of it take hold and that later on down the line, those seeds from all those different varied interests that they explored, some of those are going to take hold and those are going to contribute to whatever interest or whatever passion that they decide on later on. So don't get frustrated when kids are all in, when they're all about the sharks and they're looking at all the different things And this lasts for maybe a week, maybe two weeks, who knows, maybe a month. And then all of a sudden, they stop on a dime. Just when you start to think, wow, my kid might really have an aptitude for marine biology. I should really, you know, focus a little bit more on science. It's at that moment that they just stop and say, I'm done with sharks. I want to learn about airplanes. And you step back and you're like, wait, what? That's the way it works. It's okay. and we just go with the flow. Like we just embrace it. And when you think about it, I know myself as an adult, I do kind of the same thing. I might get really interested in something. I might get really interested in herb gardening and I dive right in. I look at YouTube videos. I'll get some books from the library. I might go to a class at a local garden place and I jump in and I learn what I need to know. And then I say, okay, I have the information that I was looking for. Now I can plant my little herb garden, but I'm done. Like I don't need to keep looking at books or I don't need to keep watching videos or I don't need to keep on gaining more information for that particular interest. I've learned what I needed and I feel like I've, you know, hit this point where I have all the basic information that I wanted. Now I can do what I need to do with that interest, and then move on to the next thing. We do it ourselves, and it's okay. Just sometimes we get so invested into it as a homeschool parent 
that it can be frustrating for us to put so much effort and so much work into a topic for our kids to just go, eh, I'm done with that. I'm moving on. That's just something to keep in mind with interest-led learning because it can be something that takes up a lot of time and a lot of, I guess, we get really invested in it and then our kids just boom, they just change their mind and you're, you kind of feel like you're left floundering a little bit, I think, when we get really involved into a topic. So we just have to kind of go with the flow, let go, and it's all right. We also have to prepare ourselves that sometimes these interests can last for a matter of hours to days to weeks to months. Like we never know how long an interest will last. I know I have a friend that her son from when he was a preschooler was so interested in dinosaurs. He That was it, right? That was his interest. For a long time, I remember he was crawling around on all four saying, I'm, I'm a dinosaur, don't call me by my my given name, call me by my dinosaur name. And this, you know, we kind of laughed about it, right? Like, oh, this is a child thing. He's not going to last. He'll do it for a little while. Oh, no, it lasted forever. <laughs> like, he's a high school student now, and clearly he's still not crawling around on all fours, but he is totally, this is his passion. This is, is his interest. And he has, he's going to college for this. He has spoken with college professors. He volunteers at a museum. Like this is it. Like it is his full on passion. So you never know when they are young, what those interests and those passions that we might think are child's play will develop into a lifelong passion and aptitude. Like we always have to support their interests, I think, because you just never know what might be it for them. On the flip side, it's okay when they suddenly see something and they are really interested in caterpillars. They see a caterpillar and they want to learn more about it. And you think, okay, great, we're going to go look up some YouTube videos and we're going to do this. And in just the time that it takes you to go find a YouTube video or perhaps a book on your bookshelf, you approach them and say, hey, come look at this video on caterpillars. And they're like, yeah, I'm done. Uh, I don't want to learn about caterpillars. That's okay too. It's, it goes both ways. Kids are very curious, but their attention spans can be crazy short sometimes. Obviously, they can be crazy long as well. But again, don't fight it. It's futile. Kids are, these are so adaptable and their interests can, you know, come and go with the wind. So I think the best thing that we can do is just follow their lead. Trust that they're picking up all those little pieces of knowledge that they somehow need and they're storing it for future use. And they're just kind of cataloging what they need away. And we're helping them gain information to put in that catalog. I also think that deep diving into these topics is inherently useful because so often Kids only get surface or shallow education on most subjects. I mean, if you just look at the school model, this is how it works. They only have so much time and they only get surface information on most topics. They might learn the basics. They might learn some 
let's say, major battles or major timeline points for certain history periods, but they're not diving deeper into the lives and the lifestyles and the food or the housing or the climate or whatever. They're not diving deeper into those topics and following the rabbit trails that we naturally want to follow. It's just the nature of institutional education to not have time for that. As homeschoolers, we have a gift. We have a gift with time. So we really can't let these fleeting interests frustrate us. We just go with it because there's definitely going to be lots more than the fleeting interests, lots more interests that they really do want to dive deep into. And you never know which of those interests might be that major spark that is the thing that they really latch onto and becomes a lifelong passion or at least a very long-term passion. I know I've used this example before, but my oldest child, who is now 20, when he was younger, maybe starting around age 12-ish, he really wanted to be in law enforcement or the military or something along that line. And when he was 15, he was able to join the Police Explorers, which is a, a career-driven or group organization that you focus on whatever career you are interested in. There's one for firefighters, rescue, various things. So he joined the Police Explorers when he was 15, and he was in that group for about two and a half to three years. And it was a wonderful program because you were able to deep dive into that career, into that job. You were able to learn about all the different aspects of that job that you normally wouldn't really know about. And you did all the training, you learned the different codes, you, lear you learned everything about being a police officer, and I highly recommend the program. Here's the thing. He got really interested in that. He did, for history, those couple years, he did military history, which was totally self-driven. Self he found, I think I found a few books, but he found most of the books himself, watched videos, watched different programs, read the, you know, read the books, fiction and nonfiction, and he learned a tremendous amount. And then he got to a certain point that he gained information about the job that wasn't of interest to him. Now, granted, this is a 17-year-old boy. So what he was learning wasn't something that he could necessarily fully understand. But when he started learning about mental health calls and domestic violence calls and suicide calls that were a big major part of being a police officer, that really turned him off. Like that was not something that he was interested in. Now, granted, again, it was his age. It wasn't something he fully understood either. But he learned about that in a way that he never would have before. And he decided that wasn't for him. Like that isn't a job that he wanted to pursue at that time. And while I was really disappointed because we had been on, you know, five, six years that we had really kind of worked on this and kind of focused our education a little bit around that topic and around that interest. For me, my first instinct was no, like we had done all this work and he had done all this training and 
I was really disappointed. But on the other hand, I thought better for him to learn this now than when he's 22 and are, you know, totally invested in, you know, paying for education and and then decide, no, that wasn't for him. So he could certainly still change his mind down the line. But for now, like that is not an interest that he holds any longer. He's looking at other things. You never know when an interest may lead you in a different direction than what you originally thought. So again, I just kind of use that to illustrate, again, interest-led learning is a wonderful thing. And it can really shed light on things that you didn't even realize it would shed light on. And I think that's an extremely valuable thing to remember as well. I also want to make sure people realize interest-led learning is not an all-or-nothing kind of endeavor. It's not like you have to be you know, claim, oh, we're only interest-led learning and don't follow a curriculum or, or don't follow a, a specific you know, traditional school kind of outline. It's whatever you want to make it. Like all aspects of homeschooling, you do what works for you and your children. Let's say you still like to do more traditional academics with, you know, workbooks or, or textbooks, but still want interest-led learning. So perhaps do a 4-1 schedule. Do four days of the work week as your regular schoolwork and do one day a week as your interest-led day. Or maybe you, you do three weeks of the month only doing your traditional schoolwork and then one week of the month is your interest. I mean, you can make it whatever you want. A lot of times people will use summertime as a way to just focus on those interests, especially in the summer when there are so many summer camps and classes and things like that that capitalize on specific interests. Summertime's a great time to perhaps not do traditional academics, but focus on these interests. And you've got two or three months that you can really dive deep into these things. And then depending on what kind of takes hold from the summer, then you can weave that into your curriculum or your education plan for the school year. Again, make it what you want. You can certainly do whatever works for you. I know a lot of times, like I said, February, March can be kind of a a struggling time sometimes for people's homeschool. Again, cabin fever or things kind of get in a rut. So maybe just take one month out of the spring, let's say you take February and you just focus on an interest. You focus on interest-led learning and take that wherever it's going to lead you. It's not an all or nothing endeavor. You make it work for you. There are lots of resources for interest-led learning as well. I know that everybody is different and you can use unit studies, you can use lap books, you can use just kind of typical resources with books from the library, fiction, nonfiction, videos, classes. There are so much and there are so many great blogs and YouTube videos and other things like that out there that other homeschool parents have done this very successfully in their homeschool. And you can read more about those as well. I know just do a Google search for interest-led learning or, or delight-directed learning. And you'll get lots of different things that pop up. Those are just some ideas for you to think about to capitalize on the interests of your kids. It's so important for us to follow their interests 
But I know some of us, because of our own style of teaching or our own style of learning, we want them to still have maybe a more traditional or curriculum-led learning model, which is perfectly fine. You can still tuck the interest-led learning into your education year in different ways, whether it's one day a week or one week a month or one month out of the year or the summer or whatever it might be. There are still lots of options for you. And if you're someone that loves the idea of interest-led learning all year round, some people might say that this is more of an unschooling model. I don't think it needs to be called anything. You can call it whatever you want. But you can still do interest-led learning while still focusing on some of the academic skills, such as writing or math or those kinds of academic skills. Because when you're doing these, these interests, you can still have your child write up reviews of things or write a report or write an essay or do a budget for a trip he wants to take to look into, let's say they want to travel to Europe. They can, you can use a budget to learn math and you can use a, a map and learn geography. And there are so many different ways to fold in all the academic subjects into these interests that are really seamless and are such incredible learning opportunities, but we sometimes forget about them. So that's just something to think about. So thanks so much for taking the time to listen. I hope you've gotten some good ideas. Please make sure you check me out on Instagram at Latte Books to Read or on Facebook at the Learning Outside the Lines podcast. If you have any comments for me, please leave those for me. Or if you have some other great interest-led learning ideas, please make sure you send those to me via email or definitely post them on the Facebook page. I would love to see them. So thanks so much for listening. I hope you have a great rest of the week. And until next time, don't be afraid to go outside the lines.